We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Okay. You you were, you didn't have one last time, so I was nervous because you were like angry about it too. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. No, you're like, I don't have a catchphrase because every single time <laughs> I insult your catchphrase, so you're like, it's mean. Why would you do that? So I felt bad. I was scared that I discouraged you because you come up with great ideas, just not perfect. What do you, what do you mean not perfect? Well, I mean, like, if it was perfect, we would use your catchphrase because then why would we ask for new catchphrases? Well, why would you, why would you give me a compliment and then tell me that I do everything wrong? I never, I said you do everything right, just not a hundred percent. You're a 99 percenter. Yeah. You know, I've had bosses like you. Ones that are great? No. Okay. <laughs> so you never had a great boss? I'm sorry about that. That's not Is me, any though. boss great though? Like, like even I when, you're, even I when you're the boss, do you feel <laughs> like you're like great? Aren't you like, on some level, like, aren't you sorry that you're telling people what to do I'm for sure money? To a certain extent. I don't know. It depends on how well I get paid. Wait, have you ever been the boss, Eric? Yeah, at the comic book store, I was the boss. Yeah. I wasn't the general manager, but I was head of gaming, so I had people underneath. How many people? Two. Two people? Or technically three, because they hired another person. But what, what kind of things did you have to tell them to do? Organize this. Put this away. Put your job. Your connection job is the- terrible, by the way. It still yeah. sucks. What what happened last time that it got I, fixed? I went on my, I wasn't using my internet. I was using my hotspot. So I'll go ahead and go back on my hotspot. Okay. Yeah, your connection sucks. What happened? I thought you, we fixed this. We never fixed it. It's one of my hotspots. You've, for the entire time of our podcast, you've been on your hotspot? Not now, but this time. I think also, because I'm using my work computer don't get me in trouble. Well, don't say it on the air if you're going to get in trouble for it, dummy. I can't get you in trouble. You just got yourself in trouble. Well, anyways, I'm using my personal. <laughs> so because I think they add more like protections and stuff. Yes. I think that's what's causing the problem. Where is your laptop? Me? No, no, not you. No, Eric. Yeah, I'm in my office. I'm in, like in my home office, but... Where you should have your own laptop, right? But is... That laptop is just not good. All right, breaking breaking the, the rules of not having a guest speak. Miriam, doesn't this seem like a little rude that he has a working computer next to him that he could turn on and, and, and speak into without internet issues like he has for like over a year yeah. on this podcast? <laughs> I and just, all yeah. of a sudden he's lazy and will only use his work computer? Yes. Why am I in trouble here? This is beyond deserved. I'm on my hotspot now. So now the internet is great. Perfection. You're in trouble because it's Tuesday night and we're doing a podcast and it's all your fault. So at least have good internet connection, you know? I'm proud of what I do. So now you're on the hotspot. Yeah, I'm on the hotspot. So you can see me clearly go like this. Yep, somebody's here. We're getting the peace sign from everybody. Got the peace sign. Peace sign. Can you oh. hear me clearly? Because I just tried to do different internet, basically. We can hear you clearly. Okay. Is it better than before? For me, it is, but I didn't know it was wrong. Till- he didn't know anything was wrong because he had no connection. 
Okay. You know, but- by the way, like all our listeners are super entertained right now. Yeah. Just saying, I'm just saying, Keegan. Hey, speaking of which, Keegan, <laughs> what's your name again? My name. What? What's your name? You just asked me my name by saying my name. I don't know your you name. Got is. my attention with my name. What's your name? I'm refused to tell you. Okay. I'm I- difficult and can take us this whole. Did you interview. not eat dinner? Have we I, had this thing? I might not have had enough. Hey, fine. What's my name then, Mr. Know-It-All? Eric Schwartz. Thanks for not saying, Keegan, tell them my name is Eric. Okay. What's your name? What? What's your name, Keegan? Say your name, Keegan. Say your name. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this with you. This interview <laughs> is over. No. This, I don't know who you are, though. Wait. Wait, wait. Mute yourself. Mute yourself. Me? Yeah. Since you're technically the guest, I'm going to mute you until it's time to interview you. So my name is Keegan Shiner. I'm here with Miriam. Miriam, what's your last name? Gavinson. Gavinson. Okay. And she's my co-host tonight on <laughs> Dumb Creators Podcast. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you. Yeah. It's an honor. I, I know you do a lot of improv comedy. Any, anything yeah. else that you're passionate about? Work-wise or creative-wise? Yeah. Well, if why, I feel like work-wise, nothing. Okay. <laughs> but if I could make money doing creative things, I mean, I'm interested in like writing and screenwriting and the idea of like directing, editing, just just making movies basically with people i like collaborating on creative things and and i do some like drawing and and like essay writing as well yeah just in general art (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you just kind of covered everything yeah that was yeah. Uh, cool, 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 cool. So you're you're relatively dumb creating stuff. <laughs> I'd say you fit right in. Today's sponsor, which Eric does not get to talk about, it's only going to be me and you, Miriam. Our sponsor today, as you can see from Eric's, he's holding up a mug here. It says dumb comic creators. And uh-huh. it looks kind of like him. And it's by... <laughs> One of our former guests on this podcast, and he had like a cool website called manymuggles.com, which has gone away. And now it's just the Muggly Bunch, mugglybunch.com. He's doing some NFTs. He's building out his like little comic universe into NFTs. You've you've heard about this, right, Mary? Co-host. Yeah. 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 Just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And and you'd say he's a great sponsor, right? Yeah. 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 He sent us two mugs. And so we're going to talk about oh. him until the end of time. You, you can go on mugglybunch.com and, and make your own mug, which is kind of neat. And it, it'll be in that same style, his, his style. And uh, which, you know, honestly, it is really cool that you yeah. can just like make a mug that looks like you. But I gotta, I, I gotta be honest. Maybe not worth plugging week after week on a podcast, even if it is free and nobody really listens to this thing. I don't want to talk about one person's project for this long. 
Eric, we mute. Don't ha- mute. Mute. You are the guest. <laughs> you mute. Okay. So, <laughs> MugglyBunch.com. Miriam, what, what's that website again? MugglyBunch.com. That's right. And if you go on there, it's confusing because there there is a picture of a mug, but he it is talking quite a bit about PFP and NFTs, and I don't know what that is and what the blend of Web two and three is exactly, or even what minting is. I've heard these phrases, but I still don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. So MugglyBunch.com. Hey, make a mug because those are really cool those are really fun and there's yeah. like a, a billion different combinations you can make with this uh-huh yeah i honestly probably will cool yeah and you can put like your name under it and it'll look oh. like you yeah 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 and he has like a, a good web comic too there i think i've balanced this ad between good <laughs> shady good it's like a little oreo that you can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you, that's only if you don't like the cream of the Oreos, which is me. I'd rather just have the cookies. Yeah. Eric tried to buy double stuff the other day for oh. our class and I got mad and told him to get right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's too much cream. Eric, mute, 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 mute. We have to introduce you. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. Anything else with this ad? Yeah, you can watch, you can read his whole webcomic too, which is really good too. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Anything else with this ad? Hmm. Still in the ad. Let's see. Introduce me, damn it. No, mute. What's anything new with you, Miriam? Like what's going on today? Oh my God. Again, Uh, we're talking about MugglyBunch.com. Yeah. So what (laughs) happened? What'd you do? MugglyBunch.com. On MugglyBunch.com. Oh yeah, we'll just we'll just continue plugging the ad while we just discuss life in general <laughs> philosophy. I'm doing well, no I'm, mute, mute, no. mute. You are the guest. You are the guest. Mute. 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 I mute. just heard about Muggly Bunch. Oh um, cool, cool. I actually haven't been to it yet. Oh yeah. Um, All right. But you said you can create your own or he creates it. He created like an app that lets you create your own mug. Okay. In, in his style. Like he has like a, a unique comic style. And so you can make a mug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I literally today have been drinking out of, mu- out of a mug that I kind of regret buying. Um, and This it- is good stuff. I got to say it. Is here. It says posh. And then can you see what it says in little letters? I cannot. Hold on. So it's from a TV show, one that Eric likes as well. <laughs> Real He's... Housewives of New Jersey. Oh my God. Yeah. Cute. The best comedy, you know, on TV for me, Real Housewives. And it's basically there are two like two women who hate each other and one of them has a store called posh like (laughs) p-o-s-d-h-e and so to insult her the other one says you know what posh stands for piece of shit (laughs) 
Coke more home wrecker every day. <laughs> like she had to put like something with the ease. Or she's like, every day. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of it's not like that great of a mug. I just it just like reminds me of that and makes me laugh. Well, that's a good mug then. Yeah, but I feel like it could have been designed better no offense to the person on etsy who made it yeah it does kind of look like it meant to spell porsche you know very it looks like one of those license plate things you get at a truck stop that that would have your name on it you know Yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly what it looks like yeah and it's like what like yeah i don't i don't i don't need the license plate plate part i just need the the words right right okay so i have to say sadly this ad break <laughs> may need to end soon it's getting late so unfortunately also that's about all the time we have today fuck off no okay miriam who's our first guest our only uh, guest. we'll see our we'll see it's uh, the one and only eric schwartz Eric Schwartz, okay. Who's dancing? Hello, Eric. Welcome to the podcast. That was such a great ad. I wish we could do that ad every day. You guys I do, do too, day. where you're muted and I don't have to talk to you anymore. No, just the Mugly Bunch. Such a great ad. <laughs> you're a great sponsor. I liked when you were muted the best. Eric, why are you a guest today? That's that's weird. That's uh, not because usual. Because I'm a dumb creator. I yeah. have produced my first ever improv show what's an improv show so improv is where you go in front of a crowd and make up stuff okay all right Mm -hmm. uh why would you ever do that that sounds horrible for the crowd because i'm a narcissist and i love people to think i'm great so well tell tell us a little bit more about improv and how you got into it okay so i got into improv about i think seven years ago I got into it because I was student teaching. And when I was becoming, trying to become a teacher, I was told by the people, my professors, that I was good at making lesson plans and good at doing like all the technical stuff, but I sucked at speaking to people. Sorry. <laughs> why, why is that funny, Mary? Because it's something I always kind of say to Eric. <laughs> he hasn't changed at all. Yeah, Miriam has not known you for seven years. So that's no, Miriam's <laughs> only for one year. That's hilarious. And the okay. cast. I can't imagine what it was like seven years ago. I, I was a mumbler. Yeah, that's true. And so I decided to take an improv class because at the time I was substitute teaching and I had free time on my hands to go do it. So I took an improv class and even after I kept on doing improv classes, even after I stopped teaching and went to school to become an accountant and all that stuff. You kept doing improv? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing improv now. In fact, a week ago today, I actually did a show with, all, with both of you. That's right. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Week two of your first class seven years ago, <laughs> what was the lesson plan and how did it make you feel? that's very that's that's maybe too specific (laughs) wait wait so so where how did your improv career kind of grow can you walk us through like what what got you from taking classes 
to performing. Let's just start there. Okay, so I first started doing improv in the suburbs, which was honestly a mistake. I didn't really learn anything. I kind of just, and the person who was the owner of the theater, who was my first teacher, he's a very, very, very talented performer. His name's David Singer. I've got no problem name dropping him. And like, he's got like an, I think he's got a Golden Globe or an Emmy or something like that. He's very, very talented, but he's also a very bitter human being. And it kind of like destroyed any confidence I ever would have ever had in improv for a while. Okay. Um, but eventually I moved to the city and I started to take classes at IO. Okay. Um, improv Olympic. The Improv Olympic. Did classes there and I did classes at CIC Theater. And that's when I finally started to actually come into myself as a performer. But where did you perform first? Were you like, okay, getting on stage and performing? I was did the the play the jam at the playground theater is where I performed the most. That's um, where you started performing. Yeah, where, where, like I'm I'm wondering a lot of improv people start improv and they're like, every class is great. I love all my friends in these classes. Mm-hmm. We get to the last week, they don't show up for the performance and <laughs> or any more classes. I mean, you've obviously met people like that, right? Yes. Yeah. So was that ever in your in your bones or were you always like, were you ever nervous at first? I was very, very nervous at first because like, for example, like I was also I was convinced the first time, especially in the suburbs place, I was going to be such a bad improviser that they wouldn't let me go on to the next level like that. I would actually fail the class. They're like, sorry, you need to retake this class. You're not good enough. <laughs> he didn't know it was a cash I didn't know. And the time I thought it was like a legitimate, like, because the only thing I was a teacher at that point, like, they clearly want what's best for me. They're not trying to take advantage for me. They're trying to be like, okay, uh-huh. you have to grab, you have to get, you know, like, until you get to this point, you can, you can go on. But it wasn't that at all. No, it's more like getting a massage. The, yeah. the, the teacher is this, just there to give you satisfaction. Okay. So, so you never had a problem performing ever, like, nerves wise. I was very, very nervous for a long time. I For a long time. Yeah, especially when I performed in the Western Suburbs because I eventually did get put on a team there. And I performed there for a while. And I was... And you like, were sweaty? I, was, I wasn't sweaty. I was... Yes, you were. You lied. You were sweaty I... in Chicago. You were sweaty after a long time just performing and, or auditioning mm-hmm. for things. Yeah. You don't I think mean, so? I wasn't, sw- I don't like, so like when I get nervous, I wasn't sweating. You I would, sweat. I would shake and my voice would, my normal, very slow and well-spoken and paced speech would get faster and more mumbly. But fortunately for me, that's not a problem. I don't speak fast or mumble anymore. Yeah. You're just like the whole, what's so you're funny, always, you're what's so funny, Miriam? <laughs> well, the first time I. I performed with Eric, which would have been like, I don't know how many years later. Eight months ago. (laughs) It was was like a year and a half ago. And I compared his brain because he's, because he, and I know he said that you've noticed this too, Keegan. He mouths words that you're saying while you're saying them. And if you're like, well, if I'm making this up and improvising this, how are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I was like, oh, you're 
your brain is like a fly brain. It works twice as fast as everyone else's. That's why they're so hard to kill. Kill. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And he always says the last word that you said. But when he's improvising, that's true because he's listening really hard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or he just has hearing issues and he learned the mouth <laughs> reads. Like, Yeah. And do it himself. But yeah, yeah. I would say that the mumbling and, and the shaking has not gone away. Although part of the reason that we're here tonight, Eric, is because this, this was like such a change, you know, for you. I don't think you shook or mumbled you presented well i still mumble but that's something i don't think i'm ever going to get rid of because yeah i think like i do this to both of you and considering you guys are both my best friends this is horrible i start conversations in the middle of my head with the two of you and <laughs> i don't realize that you guys can't hear me speaking having this conversation so i'll be like and they're like and then i fell down there and you're like what are you talking about here yeah that's that's you Okay, so so you never had nerves performing. So that's something people probably need to have. Yeah, I had innately. So I had a lot of is nerves. what I've always thought. Like, yeah. oh no, you did. Yeah, I had so a you lot were very of nervous performing. Okay. Yes. All right. So like, so anyone could do it is kind of what. Yeah. Yeah. The moral is, whoa, yeah. we're going on a ride here. I'm Mary, sorry. Are you in the Blair <laughs> no. Witch? You like the camera's shaking and like I'm worried. <laughs> no. I, I I was worried that like my heat was loud and so I turned it off. Okay. But now you're gonna get cold. Well, no, no. It's like no, really okay. hot. Hopefully we'll finish the podcast between now and when she gets cold so we don't have to <laughs> yeah. go through the second ride. Oh no, this is a, this is a ten parter, Eric. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um okay, so so no nerves. So when when did you first feel like super comfortable performing? Was that only recently or, or was that? was that... only, I think, more recently. Yeah. Okay. So I got, so there, so for pre-COVID, I started doing CIC classes and I graduated. I had an eight-week run. And during that eight-week run, I got not good, but I got decent. And I think that, and so that's why I first started to get less nervous. And then, so that's why I first started to get decent. Describe, on, describe decent, though, like for people who don't know what improv is, how do you describe decent? So de so when I was bad, before I would go on stage, I would suck the energy from like the show, from the room. And it's so like, dramatic. And yeah. But also, <laughs> but also like I would make people perform to my beats and I wouldn't go to their beats. So like. If you had like this great like way of performing, I couldn't adapt to that. I would go with what they were doing. I go with what I was doing, and they would have to come to me. And so that's when I was, and so when I was decent, I could at least mimic somebody to a certain extent. Then I got lucky. I got put on a house team. So I got so the team I was on at the CIC theater. We got lucky in that the owner of the theater liked us, and. He didn't have us performing at CIC, but he has performing at IO regularly, which is a big bonus. And I also got put on a house team at the Playground Theater, which was another bonus because it was finally the first time I actually got consistent performing with a group of people that were talented people. And it wasn't just so I could get consistent and be like, you need to focus on this. You need to focus on this. So like, I haven't made the same mistake ever again. 
when it comes to like like object work or anything? You emphasized people. Like it was the first time I played with people. <laughs> like it sounded like instead of, like monkeys or something. Uh, it's just so the problem with like I like I understand what jams are. I understand why they're important. I understand why they're good. But you get such a variance that like it's hard to. So, like, so, so for me to get better as an improviser, I have to perform with people that are better than me or as good as me. To get better um, at anything, I would say that is probably the way. Yeah. The way to get better at something is to lose constantly. Yeah, and people so people who are better than you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when I started improvising like on a team with people that are better than me, and I was able to lose constantly, is when I finally started becoming a good improviser. So the problem with jams is is that you may have one or two people that are better than you, and you may have like five or six that are as good as you, but you also have three to four people who are worse than you. That kind of... Isn't it possible, too, that a jam is less and less stakes? You're not going to... You personally maybe didn't put the energy in to like learn from what you were doing there, but yeah, it's more like something to do. Yeah, that's also very possible, very true, so... Mm -hmm. So then, so that's when I finally started to get decent. And when I think I finally started getting good was actually during COVID. This is where Miriam needs to get involved. So I got invited to perform with Miriam because she was actually taking, she was running her own jam at this time online. And so Bill Arnett, who used to be the head of, I think, education at I.O., Mm -hmm. ran his own jams on thursdays miriam would actually redo the jams on saturdays and so i got invited <laughs> to do that with her and so because i was getting taught bill's stuff actually eventually i got started getting taught bill stuff twice because i got invited to bill's jams later as well it really started to make a difference yeah i tried to not steal his stuff but um, but we had a lot of people show up who would come from his jams as well mm -hmm. and so yeah similar style like, yeah and then when he was at the bug house i was performing either weekly or bi-weekly there which was just a huge just like and i was investing in that stuff and i was hosting the jam as well which was also like you had a personal goal of mine to host a jam at some point in my life because it's kind of like it's like to me it was like if you if you made it if you can host a jam when okay. I finally was able to host okay. a jam, because a personal goal for mine was always to do was always to coach the playground jam. Yeah, at one point, right, right, and like uh, when we started, it was Kevin Reader and Brian Duff. Yeah, and they were like really, really hilarious. <laughs> they're still, yeah. I mean, really, yeah, Kevin well, Reader was the head of. He used to be. I don't know. He's no. I don't know there. about anymore. I think they're both pretty morose these days. So <laughs> I don't know. But they 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 were working for like Cards Against Humanity and like yeah. really businesses ahead of, like that. that the head of your, was the head of Cards Against Humanity in Chicago. Yeah. I don't know if they are anymore, but that you know they were funny people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I understand why that might be a goal. Mm -hmm. You know, those were people you idolized. Yeah. Cool. So and that's where you kind of like got good at hosting things too, and not yeah. mumbling in front of the audience. I try not to. I still mumble, I'm sure, but less so. But yeah, I think the biggest thing was just if you get the chance to perform in a meaningful way, whether that's your own stuff or just 
whether that's like your own pre-show or just a show like that you're opening for, it makes a big difference to be able to just regularly do that. I think that's why, like, I think that's what the best thing for students would be is not necessarily class, but just a chance to perform. Just regular performance? Yeah, because, and then be able to talk about it afterwards with, like, a teacher. Be like, hey, when the, the, when the stakes were there because... And also about 10 years worth of practice. Yeah, 10 years worth of practice <laughs> just, or whatever. But no, just going to put so, that out there. So I think it was people, 10 years ago that you started, by the way, because we were in Chicago 10 years ago. Okay, so when it was we 10 moved. years. Yeah, so I think it was 10 years. Okay. And, and that goes like to the whole 10, 10 years, of which is like a thousand hours of practice of anything mm-hmm. uh, to like become a yeah. mess. Yeah. But so Miriam and I right now, for example, are in a class. Okay. And I was with Bill Arnett, actually, and it's a really good class. He's a very, very good teacher. But the way I treat the class, I think, compared to everyone else, is a totally separate thing. As in, I think Miriam's secondary job, besides student, is to shut me up. Which I didn't know, but... Hey, so I will go on tangents and not talk and not stop talking, as Keegan is, you're very well rare, aware <laughs> of, like, here or anything. She, he, will, he will look at Miriam and then look at me and look at Miriam to get her to get me to shut up. Because there are <laughs> two people that can actually get me to shut up. And they have to bolt you on this podcast. Yeah, and everyone hates us because then we both start cracking up about it. <laughs> Miriam, give us an example of this. Oh, my God. Okay. It's like, where do I begin? But, you know, Bill what has like a class of like 12 people. Like, we were all there. I mm-hmm. think we had had a week off or something. And then Eric, oh, yeah. One of the girls wasn't going to be there because she was with her family, our friend Leah, because like the day before had been Yom Kippur or something like that. And er and Eric then like launches into a whole explanation of like the most confusing holidays. And every time he like stops and Bill's like, oh, yeah. Interesting. Then Eric's like, and so then 10 days later is another holiday. And that was like, that was the point where I had to be like, Eric, like, there's no, and then, and then it opened the box for like other people to share about their religions and their holidays. And it was like, you could tell Bill was like, okay, we have to start the class. Like, nice. Eric, what is that? What is the, what is the empowerment? Is it in, like, is it obliviousness? Have you become somebody whose name starts with an A and, and is, we'll call Axel for the sake of this podcast? What, what's going on? I think that, so I always idolize the teachers. And it wasn't until like Bill, I started dealing with Bill and I started dealing with Noah, like on a normal basis. I realized that they were like people. And I think that's because of that. The last time I saw those two, they were both drunk. And I think <laughs> Noah was also high. And and there's just no way coming from like coming from not being around improv for a while mm-hmm. to think of those guys as like gurus of any. Which is like the the cult of improv. That's how you kind of like, oh, like like uh, it was fascinating when we were at the show, listening 
to people talk about their classes like before the show and like oh craig euler oh yeah craig euler's the best man and like oh yeah and like but like oh man that is just not <laughs> yeah that is not like part of the universe when you're not doing improv in Chicago. Like Kangular yeah. <laughs> is is not in the you know like he's just not you don't think about him anymore. You know it's like yeah. uh, but that's how you like kind of are brought in. But it sounds like you're over the hump, huh, Eric? I think so. I think I'm finally over the hump of like, oh my so god. Now, now Craig Euler is just like a jerk off. Like he's just yeah. a he's a guy that yells at people all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, yell. He's a loud talker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Okay, that's cool. So, are you? So, you're like kind of the class clown now. You're not taking it very seriously. Probably shouldn't be taking a class in improv. In that case, I mean, I I think I'm getting what I should. I need from it though too. Is I think I needed like yeah, like a refinement. I also like he builds a very very good teacher, and I also think that like I think I'm using it. I think I. It's not that like I'm not shouldn't be taking. It, I think I'm using it differently. Whereas People are trying to use it to like as a toolbox. I'm using it to like sharpen the tools I already have. Like, so oh. people are like, if you're a new improviser, you're adding the hammer for the first time. For me, I'm sharpening the saw. Okay. That's good. Usually you drop the saw and then have to take another class to figure out what the saw is again. Yeah. But you have a full shed mm-hmm. and uh, just a bunch of doll tools. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Doll tools that you have to sharpen constantly. Nice. Yeah. Yep. A bit of a dullard, you might mm-hmm. say. Uh, great. Eric, what that brings us to like what, how, when, and why did you decide to put on your own show? Which is all right. So this is where I come in. I've been doing improv <laughs> since I since 10 years ago. I always march to my own drum. And started, I started doing my own shows like immediately with groups. I put together groups. I had Eric and I were one group that I put together. Eric was in like most of the groups I put together. And he never like, never did anything like, like that. He never put together his own groups. He was, he was a, he, into it. He always said yes. And he always performed. But so, and including this podcast, I was like, we're doing this so we can talk to each other during covid he's like okay fine (laughs) and so so eric out of the blue saying i'm doing my own show and putting it together with people and and you know producing the whole thing was a bit of a shock i have to say so eric tell us about it tell us why how where when so as i i got spoiled by two separate things one was pre-covid I was on the house team for the playground theater. Wait, so. wait, pause, pause. What's happening, Miriam? I'm so sorry. Okay, so my cat is like, <laughs> he was here, but he does this a lot. He's like, what he knows when I'm on the phone or something like that. So he gets mad. He's not getting enough t- attention. So he sits here, but then he gets up and he goes to the other room and he yells. And I can't tell if people can... Like if the phone will pick it up. No, oh, couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear anything. But either. I did see you going with your face, like <laughs> in huge faces. And, and uh, yeah, it was like rooms. I tried to be like, okay, I'm here with you. Like, okay. Okay. You weren't, you weren't mocking our guest. 
is, is so tell us like how you had this monumental change in your life and then so just, I was, like making fun of them so i was uh, performing regularly at the playground i was performing regularly at the bug okay. house yeah. and then bill and the bug or the uh, the struggle and perhaps doing the bug house kind of parted ways so i was no longer having either the weekly or bi-weekly shows and so i was tired of like trying to super hustle and to get on someone else's show and so it got to the point of like all right i've got so also at this time separate to improv i had the i just gotten like i've gotten i'm getting paid regularly on a job that i really really like and so i have the money i can produce a show i reached out to Faras, who was a previous guest for advice reached out to you two for advice and you too the band yeah, the bands. I was like, hey, Bono. You they they improvise? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bono's best friend. I mean, Bono are best friends. Oh, okay. He okay. wasn't going to save the trees till me. I was the one that taught him to do that. I heard he I heard he quit at level B. I, yeah. Was that just a rumor? <laughs> no, it was true. He's like, this isn't what I asked for. And he says, <laughs> and so he quit. Okay, okay. You two, as in Miriam and I? Yes. Okay. Miriam, uh, what'd you tell him? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I really good advice to just like, like four ish years ago or something to just keep coming back every week, every week, just keep coming back. So like I was going to the BYOT, like the bring your own team things and would just make like never miss a week, really. But Eric, Eric has problems. The BYOT is BYOT at CIC I had problems with. And that was because I disagree with how they host it. So that kind of like reflects on how I host because I disagree with how they host. Yeah. And you had been at CIC for a long time where CIC was kind of more new to me. So it made sense to have like a strong opinion. But you could tell Eric was upset in the audience (laughs) and shut that up and leave. I would, as soon as the person would start talking, I'd be like, this is pointless. I just get up and leave, put my ear at the door if they called my team name, and then I, if call us, I was done. I'd just that's go out. How, and... That's how Eric is. Yep. Yeah. And I will say, to be fair, Noah, you know, was doing the same things. And Noah was worse because he would stay around, get drunk, and then swear at them from the audience. <laughs> because he's Noah, he would get away with that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Eric, uh, I'm sorry, Miriam. What did you say to Eric when he told you he was going to do his own show? I was like really excited. And, okay. you know, I mean, I, I've i always seen Eric as like up here. Oh, okay. Uh, I've always growing... seen him as down here. Well, <laughs> so Keegan's experience of growing pains where he's literally pulled me aside like, you kind of suck, dude. What's wrong? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Like, what? When I met Eric, he had been doing improv way longer than I had, and yeah. he just came in and like pulled our Zoom thing together. It was great. He was like part of why we wanted a few of us wanted to make this team in real life. And then when one of the leaders dropped out, Eric really didn't want to but he stepped in so like i knew he was great at leaving things and putting things together but i think anything (laughs) does better with at least a second person to pick up you know what the first person misses so 
I was trying to think I, I'm, a, I'm like a problem solver person when there are no problems there. So I was trying to think of, all right, yeah, yeah, like you could do it this way too and this way and this way and getting all excited for him. But hey. try, yeah. Now we can hear the cat. Yeah, there's the cat. <laughs> there's the cat. Well, it's going to, because you're on an iPhone, it's going to sound cancel unless you're speaking. So, so that's oh, good. Yeah. There he did. <laughs> but there it is. Uh, yeah, same here, Eric. You told me you were doing a show. It was very exciting for me. I knew I wasn't going to miss it. You seem to not want me to miss it because you asked me what dates I could do. I told you the date that was most difficult for me, and you chose that date. <laughs> I thought you said that date worked for you. I'm like, does this date work for you? You're like, yes. And then, like, I, you probably said something else. I, stopped I specifically, looking. yeah, exactly. I specifically told you it worked, but it was the most difficult of the of all of them, even though we had a babysitter and everything worked out. So. Uh, it, because my in-laws were staying with us so it, it was a little bit of a weird night situation so but yeah yeah i was very happy that yeah and shocked honestly just kind of shocked that out of the blue you were going to do this so that's cool so tell us a little bit about how you came like the show that you put on and how you came to it and how it went so the idea was actually introduced me by he was supposed to be there but didn't come to meet carol he is a retired improviser and he would say that like and one of the things he always would say would be like you know we should get someone here who's never done improv before we should get one of us who's really really drunk here before or like something like that and so that kind of gestured then there was a person who is a professor of theater at university of berwin named michael i'm blanking on his last name who just never want never performed before just asked if he could perform so i said that's i got the person so the original idea was it would be featuring him and the goal was for the audience to guess who had never done improv before so that's what initially like did, did that and then the combination that i wanted to perform more have more opportunities be invested what did the show end up being the show ended up being one of us as a professional artist which don't tell Emily this. I think I had you in mind when I did, but then she's like, oh yeah, that's actually me. I'm like, it actually fits better with her than I did with you. Yeah. So it was a good thing that she called that out. Okay. Because like, even though those paintings behind you are done by you, you didn't really sell them. You made them. <laughs> that's right. I never sell anything. So I'm not professional. Um, and so, and then this, the people who I chose were just some people that I'm friends with and I like to perform with and I enjoy. So First two people in mind, again, the people on the podcast. So that's how Miriam came on. That's how Keegan came on. Then I was I was going to ask a person named Hannah to do it, but she couldn't make it. This seems like a very detailed story for, yeah, for a podcast. Like, I don't I don't I, think I this guess is so, so yeah, very yada, interesting yada, yada, in yada, any yada. way. The people I asked to perform were people I'm friends with in real life outside of improv. People that I, enjoy hanging, I would enjoy hanging out with. People that I would not mind. This Getting... was a horrible idea to have you as a guest. Hey, <laughs> I made a, a horrible mistake. There's I was trying to why... do something nice and you shoot me in the back. I just thought Miriam was going to be the guest and we'd be talking about her experience with me because that makes sense because I'm a horrible guest. At this point, well, I'll can... ask Miriam anything to get away from talking to you. Okay, yada, yada, yada. I, 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 had my I hope I'm not being too mean. No, no I am very excited about this whole thing. But Yada, yada, yada. I asked my friends to perform with that me for me, and we did. And 
minus the hiccup that Michael had to drop out for personal reasons, and I we had to bring in a, a new guest, which resulted in the two, the two hiccups that I didn't like. One was add something in that because I feel like this is my role in our friendship. Like when Eric tells a story, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. All. This is your role. This is your role. I, I it's I, you say this to me every time. Like, I feel bad. On no, you do this all the time. Do it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so the idea became one of us on stage is something like, yeah, you said drunk or high. And at the end, and then we we would do a set. And then at the end, the audience would guess who mm-hmm. it so it is the, you know, blank is drunk or high or whatever it is. OK, was that Timmy's idea or my idea? Don't move. I think it was a combination of you two, but whatever. Okay. I was there. I was there too. So, well, I don't know if you were there, but because one of us was drunk and one of us was, and and that was just the show we did that night. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, so the other is that we did the performance. Miriam was instrumental in getting us the opening acts. She was, there were people that contacted me through Miriam, which was fantastic because it didn't mean it meant that. I didn't have to put in the legwork to do recruiting because Miriam just like, this guy's going to contact you. Let me know. And then like, these guys are going to contact you. Just FYI. It was okay. fantastic. Made my life easier. Also, Emily did much more. The person who's a professional artist went above and beyond creating a poster for us. I absolutely love that. And so there were some like the, the show itself was good. It has some hiccups. I learned that I can't do lights and host at the same time. I need somebody to, do one while I do the other or vice versa, or one does one, one does the other. So going forward. Because the lights are up, uh, like upstairs in a bathroom. So you can't be in two places at once. Yeah. So I literally was jumping from the top of the thing, running out and just trying to get there. I'm like, yeah, that can't be. Can I also just say like you were doing lights based on the time that they had to perform. And yeah. not based on their show, which, yeah. so please next time edit them when they need an edit, even if it's a few minutes early, because honestly they needed an edit. Okay. That was my fault. And I think I came in and I was like, Eric, do you want me to do the lights so that you don't have to run to the stage? With these and they're guys, they had like five laughs in a row and no mm-hmm. edit. And they're just on stage. And then suddenly one of them's like, I'm going to go over here. And like, they don't know what to do. They're, they're like floundering. There's, I don't know how to swim up here. And uh, he gets in like an improv cat box. Right. And the guy's like, what are you doing in that box? He's like, it's not a box. It's a cat litter box. <laughs> and they, he literally took a poop on stage improv wise. And that's yeah. what happens when you don't edit people from scenes. They they lose their minds and do yeah, stuff that, that should never. And then so those guys came off and they were like, our show is terrible. I actually and thought their show wasn't that bad, though. Their show been. was amazing until yeah. like they didn't get cut. So anyway, I, I yeah. So but that was a funny yeah. antidote about the, the show that antidote, antidote. Yeah. And, and they were two people. So maybe yeah. you should two people groups ahead of time, like. Hey, you know, if there's a really good cut at 10 minutes, we'll give you 15, but would you, you know, like, are you, 
or or just tell them you're going to give them less time or something. No, no, I think that's I think what the way you said first is like what I should do again. This is it was my first time. It was, as you put it, a soft opening that it was I was learning through my mistakes what I need to do going forward when it comes to producing and doing everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't like horrible. I'm just saying it was funny because <laughs> because they came off thinking they did this like terrible show. Oh, my God, we were the worst. And it was like so good until they like went in the cat litter box and lost their minds and then argued and like did all this stuff that you're really not supposed to do when you're doing improv. And then of course it wasn't funny. And, and so all they can think of, like when they're like thinking of what they just did, were like the two minutes where they were just like bad, just so bad. Cause yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was funny. Anyway, Eric, any other thoughts on your show? What what happened? You lost some money. I lost some money, but I think what happened. How much was, money did you lose? Ten dollars. Well, that's not bad, is it? It was no. I'm not. How much that. money did it cost to put up a show in Chicago? It cost me eighty dollars to put up the show, which is not bad at all. And it cost me eighty dollars. And this this economy is like, oh, here's eighty dollars. Just throw yeah, eighty dollars. No, it was. It wasn't bad at all. It's like and I, we sold seven <laughs> tickets in probably the worst weather we had in three months it was just all this like it was just like literally just it was raining super hard i was technically late to my own show because the weather was bad yeah what was it like a tuesday too don't do it was tuesdays. a tuesday as well that didn't bother me as much as it was a day after memorial day so that didn't bother me. that's why i thought that tuesday was <laughs> okay yep well I'll, I'll tell you as a former producer notoriously a bad day to get people to come to a show a, a tuesday I mean, the best days will always be Fridays and Saturdays just because Thursdays, um, Wednesdays. I mean, the people don't want to drink on a Tuesday. They have too many days ahead of them. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it, yeah. So, I anyway, mean, yes. So yeah. going forward, like I, I learned, I'll probably try to avoid doing it. Then, but the best day at the time, the time that worked for with the person who was supposed to be the man of the hour, Michael, was that Tuesday. So Michael, right. Okay. It was a combination of things. But now going forward. I have a, I just kind of have like a, a set of people who I want to perform with that I get I'm friends with that I can learn that too. I may want to do a practice or two because this is the first time a lot of people ever perform together. I think this is the first time you or Matt. What? What? I, I said or Matt. Or Matt. Yes. yes, that's true. You guys met I think for the first time ever. I think Keegan and I met Beth at one point, but. Or, yeah, I knew Beth from something from I thought online, but she was like, I've never done online. So it must have been something else. It must have been something else. But like, that was the first time you met Emily, Matt as well. Well, I knew Emily from the podcast. You knew Emily from the podcast. So you met Emily that way. You first time you met Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. I didn't mean to start that too. No, no, no was, you're good. It's like a web. Yeah. yeah. And then we also never practiced together too. So like we do it again, I would either want us to get like a practice together at one point or get us together before that and just talk about it. Because I actually introduce also I wouldn't want to introduce the form. Again, thank you guys both because you guys kind of both covered what I because I had the form what I had in my mind, but I couldn't get the words out. And you guys are very good at interpreting Eric too for the rest of like the normal world. Yeah. And like like, so in that utter nonsense and mutterings and gibberish that Eric was speaking, this is what he meant. 
you're like, okay. And yeah. it's, 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 it's bad when you also text the same way that you speak. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with yes. when we deal with you is yeah. a lot. So, but no, man, it was a good show. Good mm -hmm. job. This is what this podcast is all about is like celebrating success. on yeah. trying, trying something. So mm -hmm. good work. Yeah. So, you know, it was good. Again, I want to do this again. The goal is to do this again in January because the December slot that I originally wanted was, is taken up. So I had to wait till January and then in February, and I'll try to get it again in February as well. I'll try to get it at least once per month. Cool. I don't know if I'll be able to get every week, which I initially hoped for, but we have to get it once per month. That's still better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. There aren't cool. many this right now. Yeah, there's like no theaters. Maybe you should open a theater next. I know. Anyway, <laughs> Eric, you've been a great guest. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, Miriam, any, any other questions, Miriam? Oh. No, okay. All right, great. I don't um, know. Yeah, I thought Eric did a great job. And it was just, this show stuck out to me in him putting it together. And uh, <laughs> sorry, putting... we just the cast. Yes. We can't camera. But uh, but just as like way more like heartwarming than most improv shows are, which are more like cutthroat. Like we hate oh, people. I nearly yeah. cried during the intro, and I think that was also not like perfect. But I kind of like the fact that I nearly did. The, which like, intro? Was, which I, one? The intro to like what I was describing, like what improv is to me, and I so, nearly started crying. The beginning I, of our it, of like our part of the show, uh, right? our part of the show, right? Where you went on and did a monologue. Yeah, yeah. I was about to start crying, and, and then all of a sudden I heard I had you. To <laughs> I also Keegan telling me to shut up and move on, or something. I said, like that. "Introduce us." <laughs> yeah, introduce us. What you said? Because <laughs> you were. It was a long speech, Mary. I what thought... do you, What do you think? Was it? Was it? What, <laughs> Yeah, it was long. I told him, I told him, Eric, you know, you go on tangents. Why don't you write down on a note card what you're I did write that down. No, I felt even worse. I That's felt what that. I wrote down. I felt that it was prepared. Yeah, I felt that. Just it was really, you were really well spoken and prepared and it was great. But I just mean, but you know, time. like I felt that like tear, that like real moment. And I was like, comedy show gotta do it yeah introduce yeah. us <laughs> yeah yeah yelling back yeah, no. i did actually no i actually sent to you what i was gonna say and you're like all right try this actually because i know how you write and speak so <laughs> that's awesome well good job eric we'll talk, we'll talk to you soon cool thank you bye bye, bye.